0: Hello, this is Bayo Fatuba. We're so excited that you're joining us today. If you're a part of our DCH family, whether in person or online, we would love to connect with you. Please find us on Facebook, YouTube, or Instagram, or you can even join us on our website at www.dch.church. We can also get you plugged in via the Church Center app where you can find our connect groups upcoming events as well as given options if you would like to help us spread the gospel of Jesus everywhere. I hope this word today blesses you, encourages you and inspires you to greatness. Let's get started.
1: Thank you because your presence is here with us and as we go on to share your word we pray that Lord you will speak unto each and every one of us in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So today we are going to be discussing the woman, God's masterpiece. The woman, God's masterpiece. As you could have already sensed in my mood, today I am celebrating women. So men, please join me in celebrating all the women. Don't tell me I'm not preaching a balanced message. (laughs) Disclaimer. The second half of this message will come on Father's Day, okay? So please, just enjoy and be blessed and celebrate all the women. Amen. The woman, God's masterpiece. Now, this month we've been discussing creativity and how creative God is. And just looking at the book of Genesis again and how the whole creation thing was. I just looked through again when I was preparing for this message and just started reading from Genesis 1 again. And I saw how God created every other thing. And when God was creating every other thing, it was just about God saying this and God doing this and God speaking this and creating this and creating that. But when it became the turn to create human beings, it wasn't just about God. God called a conference. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he said, let us make human beings in our own image. And in our own likeness. So already God differentiated the making of human beings. Already human beings are special. They are made in God's image. Human beings are made specially and differently from every other thing that God created. But then to top that up, God now created the woman. You see, we see in Genesis 1, verse 26 to 28, says, "When says, what I just paraphrased, Get, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, and everything and everything. It says, and God created human beings in his own image. He created them in his own image, male and female, and that God blessed them. And said they should be fruitful, they should multiply, they should fill the earth, they should govern it. So that was kind of like a summary of, you know, what God, how God created human beings. But we see some more details and breakdown in Genesis chapter 2. And this is where we're going to zoom in on how God created the woman, the crown of his creation, God's masterpiece. We see Genesis 2, 7. It says that God formed man. From the dust of the earth. From what? Dust. Dust. We all know what dust is, right? No definition needed. God formed man from the dust. And then in verse 18 of Genesis 2, he says that, and the Lord God said, it is not good for man to, that that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. We're still going to dwell on that. Then verse 21 says that, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam as he slept. And he took one of his ribs and he used the rib to create the woman. So ribs, do we understand what rib is or do I need to define that too? So he formed man from? He formed woman from? Okay. We all know that. We all know that when you are creating, we, I mean, all of us, we buy cars, we buy new models. And if you are using an iPhone, God help your budget. Because they are always bringing in all these new things and then they, they start making your phone to act funny. After one or two years and then you have to buy another one again. But you know that the new models are always an upgrade to the old one. So when God had created man, the first human being, remember, that was the first time that God did the conference and did a special creation, the most special creation that was made in his own image. He was a man that he actually created first. And then he figured God, God had been saying everything he created was good and good and good. And then this time around he said, after it's so interesting what I saw in the Bible. Like it was after God had placed Adam, in the Garden of Eden. Basically, the Garden of Eden is like placing him in the platform of life, real life now, not creating him stand alone. Now, after God created him stand alone. Maybe he was still looking, everything was still looking okay. But when reality struck, when God put him in the reality of life, the platform of life, the Garden of Eden, in the society, because we see in the Garden of Eden, it was described, there was even one land of gold, another one of um, oints and different stones. And it's also talked about, of course, all the animals were there, talked about plants and everything. So you can imagine that this was now, a lot of things were now going on. A lot of things were now happening. And God figured that ha I need to create a higher model. I need to create an upgrade. And so God now created the woman. (laughs) Oh. So that is who you are, woman. An upgrade. Was created when God saw that this was not a good situation, right? Here, we need to make this situation quick, good, quickly. We better create a woman, and when we are creating her, let's not just get her from the dust, let's go to the rib, you know, that strong bone, you know, and then let's now carve the rib. You know, and let's put the right curves in the right places, you know, and let's make her beautiful. And that's how God created the woman. So we're just going to talk about two main things about the woman, when God created the woman. How God branded her. God gave, I mean, Adam actually gave her the name. But then God branded her. So we're going to talk about her name, Eve and the brand helper that God gave the woman. So let's start about the name with the name. Her name is Eve and Eve means source of life. The woman is the one that brings life. When it was time for even Jesus Christ to be born, you know that Jesus, God was able to bring Jesus Christ without man, but not without woman. Hmm. Because woman, Eve, is the source of life. She is the one that brings life. She is the one that births. This is what is so special about this crown of God's creation, the woman. If God wanted, he could have just dropped Jesus from, I mean, he could have just said, You'll find the baby here. And then that is Jesus, and said, That is the, I mean, it could have happened. But no, God said, This is the one that I have created to bath. And this is the one that is going to bath the Son of God, the woman. And if God also wanted the man to be involved, a man to be involved in the bath, you you think he wouldn't have done that. He would have done that. But God chose woman to bath. It's such a special privilege that we have as women to bath. And we're talking about the creativity of God this month. Just think about the whole process of bathing with the seed of the man and the egg of the woman and it comes together and then... When they develop, as soon as that development starts, you know, it's just a huge, huge, huge thing when you think about it, that that is just a process that starts something so tiny and then it starts to grow and it starts to grow. And it starts to develop all those internal organs. And then it develops all the external organs, the hands, the the legs, and everything. And this grows to become a full-blown human being. It is an awesome privilege to be a woman. To be trusted enough by God to carry life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for celebrating God. God's move in the life of women. It is just amazing. I keep on saying this. I remember the first time a friend of mine, very close, when she had her first child. And I went to visit her. I mean, because this was my friend. I would always play uche, uche, uche. And then she had this baby. This was like I carried this baby. This was a whole human A human with life, full human. I said, Uche, I don't know whether I can call you Uche anymore. I I respect you now for bringing birth to a whole human being. That is the awesome privilege and also a great responsibility that God has trusted into the lives of women. And when I think about it, our God is such a great and mighty God. He is a God of order. He's an excellent God. He's organized. Before he created the fish, he already created the oceans so that they will have some way. So I was just thinking that before God would make a woman that way, before God will give a woman that huge responsibility to give birth, that means God must have invested so much into the woman to prepare her to be able to handle this task and these responsibilities. And this is why I want to encourage a woman here. If you feel you are not enough, you feel you are not able, you feel so weak, you feel so worthless, you feel that... You just feel weak. I want you to know that you are not weak, you are strong. I want you to know that God created you with all that you need. You may not see it, but it does not mean that it is not real. When the baby is being formed in the womb, you don't really see the baby. Yeah, we have the scans and everything. And now people are even posting pictures of they are unborn babies online. You understand? So, like, people are posting family pictures. We see the real people and then we see the scanned baby. We see the tiny head and the tiny legs and, you know. So, I mean, technology is improving and growing. But one thing technology cannot do, technology cannot create a human being. (laughs) So, you have, you may not see it. You may not feel it. You may not be able to touch it, but I know that God that designed you and created you this way and gave you such a huge responsibility has already made available every single thing that you need to be able to bear such responsibility. And I see in the Bible where, you know, God is even being described like, he says that the multi-breasted one you know god comparing himself to a woman god saying that can 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 a suckling mother forget uh, can a mother forget her suckling child and saying that see i can never forget you god comparing himself to a woman god did not say can a father forget her, his son or his daughter but he said can a mother Because he knows what he put in her. He knows the whole process. He knows, he knows what is in her. So that is who we are. We are givers of life as women. We are givers of life. And it is not by power. It's not because you are a woman. It is because... God made you a woman. So it is the God in you, the God that created you as a woman that gives you that strength. And we see in 2 Corinthians 4.7 that it says that, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. We are earthen vessels. Sometimes we feel very weak, but the excellency of the power in us is of God. It is not of ourselves. I want us to look up to God more. I want us to trust God more. I want us to stop walking and moving by our emotions because many times those emotions are not real. They are not true. It's just how we feel and it does not change the reality of what God has said about us and it does not change the reality of who God has made us. And of course, this applies to men too. Now let's go on. We spoke about her name. Let's talk about her brand. Her brand, Genesis two eighteen. That said, that God made her a helper. Now the Hebrew word of that helper is the word Aza, Aza, and the meaning of that word Aza is to rescue, to save, to be powerful, to be strong. You know, there are many words, I mean, more than one word that is used for help or helper in Hebrew. But this particular word, ezer, is the one that was used where it was described that the woman will be the helper. So the kind of help that this woman is from the definition of, from the meaning of this word ezer, to rescue, to save. It's not just the kind of helper that will help you sweep the floor. It goes way, 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 way beyond that. And where you, when you look at the scriptures, if you like, please go and study asa Just Google it and then do a study. If you look at the scriptures, the other places where the word asa was used. Ezra was used for the woman twice in Genesis. And then asa was used for nations to whom Israel appealed for military aid. So Israel was appealing for Asa, for help from nations. So you can know that kind of help is strong help, military help, Asa. And then the word Asa was used for God himself as the helper of Israel. 16 scriptures. And if you want to know those scriptures, you can see me after service. Where the word Asa was used to describe God as the helper of Israel one of the ones that we all know is that I look up to the hills from whence comes my help Psalm 121 what it was the word asa that was used so what are we saying the one that God would trust with the responsibility of bringing to birth God empowered her the kind of help that God has made it possible for her to give is not mere help it's not small it is great it is big That is the kind of helper that God has made us women. And so I'm going to talk about this helper in two contexts. In the context of the society, we are the helper of mankind. And then in the context of marriage, being the helper of a man. So let's start about this context of the society. You know that when God created a woman and called her that helper and branded her helper, We're going to talk about the context of marriage, but it is not limited to the context of marriage because there are many women that are never going to get married. There are many women that are maybe, and we see them in the Bible, some were widowed, like Anna in the Bible. She was married for seven years only, but then she lived up to like 84 years, but she was never married again. And she was a helper. She was actually the woman that announced the coming of the Messiah. Before John the Baptist, she was the first one announcing Jesus. She was a prophetess. So if it was only in the context of her being married that she is Asa, then what would she do after her husband died? Or would you think of Mother Teresa who did so much and was never married? So when we say the woman is a helper of mankind in the society, God made, when, when, like, like if I go back to what I said earlier on, that when God actually planted Adam in the garden, in the reality of life, in the society, that's when it became so obvious. And we all know, just think about it. How, what would the world be without women? Think of all the pillars of the society The family, faith, education, government, politics, media, everything. Business. Think of all these pillars without women. How would it be? The woman was actually made to be that helper. Women, we are the ones that you can call the transformers. The energizers. (laughs) Give me more words beautifiers, destiny helpers, life giver, rescuer, shaper, favor generators. The Bible says that whoever finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains the favor of the Lord. That is the brand that God has given unto us women. Every woman was created to be a helper of mankind. Single, married, widowed, never married. Every woman was created to be the helper of mankind. We see different married, in the, married women in the Bible do this. Ruth, Deborah, Abigail. We see unmarried women. Mary Magdalene. Dorcas. In the case of Dorcas, she was so kind. She was doing the work of the ministry. She was wealthy And she was giving away so much that when she died, all the widows that she had given out things to, they started coming out. (laughs) This woman must not die. She must wake up. This woman, no way. She cannot die. And thank God, God woke her up. But she was not married. I've I've talked about Anna, who was widowed. Let's now go on and talk about a woman as a helper in the context of marriage. I must start by saying that marriage is good and marriage is desirable. Because this Genesis 2:18 we're talking about says that it is not good for man to be alone. I will create a helper comparable to him. Marriage is the, is part of the plan of God to. To escalate, if I can use that word, and to expedite and to catalyze his works and his plan and his purposes. It's true. Because it says if one will chase a thousand, two, they will put 10,000 to flight. Two are not going to do 2,000, but rather 10,000. Exponential. Thank you exponential. It becomes exponential when you get married. So marriage is beautiful. Marriage is a plan of God. Marriage is sweet. And indeed, the woman was created to be a helper in marriage. I mean, men, you know. Women. Thank you. (laughs) Women are just so naturally gifted to do a lot of domestic stuff. You know, I have a friend that told me that she just loves to cook so much that when she is very happy, she, goes, she just goes, goes to the kitchen and just starts cooking and cooking and cooking. And then when she is sad and depressed too, she, will just, she cooks even more then because she doesn't want to think about any other things, so she just starts cooking. You know, that's women. That's women. We are the ones that just come naturally to us to start cleaning, to start washing, to start tidying up, to start organizing and everything. So indeed, and it doesn't come naturally to a lot of men, Right? Yeah, some men, they do it. They they do all the domestic stuff. But it is more natural to women to be domestic. So that's part of the help. Domestic help. I'm not saying that when you get married now, you are marrying a domestic help. (laughs) A maid. Or a servant. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. And actually, if any man is making the mistake to zoom in on just domestic help and feel like, oh, this is all the help that I need. You are missing out on so much. You are missing out on so much. Because if you want to divorce your wife because she will not do your laundry, you should not. Maybe this is the woman that God has put in your life to birth your destiny. Remember that woman, they bathe, they bring forth. The help that God has planted a woman to be in marriage. Is way, way, way even more than domestic help. God has given her some skills intuition, persuasion, influencing skills, things that can help you birth your destiny, birth your purpose, birth your dreams when you work together as one. So please don't divorce her because she doesn't do laundry. I can give you my laundry person phone number. <laughs> easy fix, easy fix. Easy fix. Easy fix. So, I just want to encourage us, men and women alike, the woman, the woman is branded as a helper. Let's make the best of this. And, you know, talking about maybe domestic help or not domestic help, honestly, if your husband's love language is for you to do the laundry and fold it and please do it. Do it and do extra and put starch and make sure that when he sees it, he's always so happy. I'm very, very serious. We need to put in all the efforts that is necessary to make our marriage work. And everybody has a different love language. I'm talking about domestication and not domestication, everybody has a different level of domestication. And some guys have higher domestication levels than some ladies. And some ladies also have higher. And I'm learning, I'm getting to know that many of the women these days are not even knowing how to cook as much as the women before. So what are we going to do? Not marry them. (laughs) We should marry them. What's your recommendation? Chef. Okay. Okay. So we'll marry them and get a chef. And when we marry them, we'll partner with them to make sure they are helping our destiny. And then the chef will be helping our cooking. If your husband's love language is cooking, you better cook for him. Cook properly. Go and learn different types of menu and cook for him and present for him and make him happy. The same way he will also understand your love language and he will do the things that will make you happy. And that is what marriage is all about. (laughs) Today is Mother's Day. The second half of the message will come on Father's Day. Now, there has been a battle against women. We all know that. All over the world. All over the world. I don't think there's any country where... Maybe women are not allowed to drive. Men are not allowed to drive. Only women are allowed to drive. Have you heard about that? You know, all those kind of things. It's only the women that you... Or where maybe women are not allowed to go out alone without their husbands. Have you heard about countries maybe where husbands are not allowed to go out alone without their wives? You never hear that. And that's why we say it's a man's world, right? That's what we all say. And some women go through some things at times that they want to even be a man. But after everything that I've said today, how many upgrade models want to downgrade? (laughs) You don't need to try to want to downgrade. There's a reason that there's an attack on women all over the world, and it is a cause. It is a cause in Genesis 3.16 that says that the man will rule over the woman. The woman will bring forth in pain and the man will rule over the woman. Remember that it is not a blessing. It was a curse. And that is what is plaguing women all over the world. Unfortunately, women caused the thing because we were the ones that, dis- that disobeyed. And then Eve caused Adam to also disobey. But what I just want us to remember today, both men and women, is that it is not a blessing, it is a curse. A curse is a curse. And so, a culture that thrives on building on a curse, I don't know whether that culture is a blessed culture or a cursed culture. But thank God that Jesus Christ came to redeem us from the curse. And that is, before the curse, there was a blessing. And we see that blessing in Genesis 1:27 to 28. When God said he created the human beings, he created them male and female, and he wanted them together to have dominion, to be fruitful, to multiply, to be blessed before that was before the curse. As redeemed Christians, our modus operandi should be Genesis 1, 27 to 28, not Genesis three sixteen, Where the man and the woman will come together and neither will dominate one another, but rather both of them will come together to dominate all the other things that God had created because that is the order that God made. Of course, we know that God is a God of order. Going back to that, There is a leader in the home. There is a leader in the family. And it is the man that is the leader. And it is the man that was created first, before the woman. But the man was not meant to rule the woman. Because when the man is ruling the woman, at the end of the day, they both lose. Because when he is ruling her, then all the wonderful things that God has put in her, to, for both of them to together help each other's destiny, then they are just depriving each other of that. The rulership is a result of a curse, but the leadership is the order of God. So, men and women, I hope the men still like me. You should like me more because this is the secret to greater success. This is the secret to realizing that favor that God said you will find when you find a woman. This is really, really the secret. And that is why the enemy does not want these things to be. Because the enemy knows that one will chase a thousand and two will put ten thousand to flight. Now my time is up, but I remember that on Mother's Day, not everybody is so excited. Mother's Day is actually a very hard day for many people, maybe because they lost their mothers, maybe because they are longing to be mothers, but they are not yet mothers. I want us to rise up as we pray today. I want us to start by praying for as many people as today is a hard day for them. For some people, it is a hard day because they do not have a good relationship with their mother. They do not talk to their mother. Their mother doesn't talk to them. For some people, it is a very hard day because the children that they lay over, the hearts of those children have been turned against their mother. Somebody told them their mother is a witch. Somebody told them their mother is wicked. Somebody told them their mother does not want their good. And so those children turned against their mother. It is a hard day for such people. I want us to pray. If today is a hard day for you in any way, I want to tell you the Holy Spirit is here. God, the Almighty One, is here. He is here to comfort. He is here to help. He is here to provide a solution He is here to redeem lost relationships. He is here to heal broken hearts. And those of us that are trusting God to be mothers, the Holy Spirit is here. He is here. There's nothing that he cannot do. Let us lift up our voices. The Lord will hear you from heaven. In the mighty name of Jesus. This time next year as we celebrate Mother's Day, you will be carrying your own children. In the mighty name of Jesus. For as many whose hearts have been turned against their mothers, whose hearts have been turned against their daughters, their sons. By this time next year, you will come rejoicing with them. In the mighty name of Jesus. You will attend the Mother's Day service with those very children. By this time next year, to celebrate the goodness and the great greatness of God in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I just want us to pray for all mothers in the house today. Let's just pray for them. Like we spoke about Eve, the source of life, the one that brings life. It's a huge responsibility. And we know that the process of birthing is a painful process. It's not easy but God has strengthened women emotionally. Women may not have physical strength, but women are strong emotionally. And that's part of the help that women provide. Not only in the corporate world, in the families, women are able to also help and stand strong emotionally through the thick and the thin with their husbands, through the thick and the thin with their children. Women don't give up easily. They stand They stand strong. They labor. They groan. They bring to birth. Let's pray for continued grace on the women. Continued grace for all these responsibilities that God has given unto us. Let's pray for us women. The grace to be humble. The excellency of the power is of God and not of us. Let's pray that the fear of God will dwell in the hearts of women. A woman who fears God, she shall be praised. A woman who fears God, she shall be praised. Let's pray that the Lord will make his strength perfect in every area of our weaknesses. Let's pray for all our women. It was a weakness that led Eve... even to cause... so much havoc that affected the whole world. <laughs> that brought even that curse upon her. And we even brought curses upon men too. Let us pray for the grace of God... for his strength to be perfect in our weaknesses. The spirit of self-control. Women are emotional beings... We take so many decisions from emotions. We do so many things out of emotions. Let's pray that the God will help us to submit ourselves to His Spirit, to be led by His Spirit, to be guided by His Spirit, and not as allow ourselves to be overtaken and overruled by emotions, that we may subject ourselves unto God. Let's pray that as women... Married women, we will be we will submit to our husbands. We will submit to the leadership of our husbands in the home. Let's pray for the grace to mother our rights. Let's pray for the wisdom to mother our rights to raise our children aright. Let's pray as many women that are here trusting God to be married, let's pray that the almighty God will send their own husbands to them in the name of Jesus. As many as desire to marry here in our midst, the Lord will send you your own husbands in the mighty name of Jesus. We are going to celebrate so many more weddings. Between now and the next Mother's Day, Weddings, marriages, new babies in the mighty name of G- Jesus Christ. Let us pray for marriages that are under stress right now. Marriages are the verge of divorce because of lack of understanding on the part of the man or on the part of the woman. Because of lack of wisdom on the part of the man or on the part of the woman. Or because of just simply the lack of God in their, you know, lack of... Because some, <laughs> it's just because they do not have Christ. And so the flesh is, has taken over. And we have not allowed the Spirit to take over in our homes. Let's pray for restoration of homes. Let there be restoration of homes. Let there be restoration of marriages. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let the love of God reign and rule in our homes. Let the men support the wives. Let the wives support the the, the, the men, the husbands. Let there be no competition in our homes, in our marriages. Let everybody walk together according to the order of Genesis 1, verse 27 to 28. That the man and the woman together, they will have dominion in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's pray for all the mothers that are sick among us. We pray for healing in the mighty name of Jesus. As many as are sick, we pray for healing in the name of Jesus. Lord, you are the balm of Gilead. We pray that on this Mother's Day in 2022, we pray that, Lord, you will lay your hands on all that are sick among us. Let them be healed in the name of Jesus. As many as are sick emotionally, sick mentally, we pray for healing in the name of Jesus. We pray for healing of hearts. We pray for healing of minds in the name of Jesus. Let's pray for all the women that are struggling, even to do what God has proposed them to do. Let's pray for women that are struggling both in the homes and that are struggling in the marketplace. Let's pray for the grace of God, the boldness, the courage, the confidence, and the strength to arise and be helpers indeed, to arise and be transformers indeed, to arise and be energizers indeed, to arise and be change makers, to arise and do everything that God has proposed for us to do. We receive the grace, we receive the strength. We receive the support. We receive the wisdom. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we just want to thank you. We give glory and honor to you. Be exalted forevermore, O God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed.
0: Amen. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for being a part of our message today. If you enjoyed the message, I want to encourage you to like it or share it on social media. You can also jump on our website, www.dch.church, and click the giving link to help us spread the word and the good news all over the world. Stay connected, and God bless you. Have a great week.